Hi, everyone. It's Keith. It's December 21st, 2021. Happy December solstice. Today is the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, the beginning of winter, when the sun is the lowest in the sky and kind of hovers still. And that's pretty cool. Um, It's a pagan holiday, a day that Christmas is built around that we don't really acknowledge very much. And I think it's too bad because if I was designing a calendar, I would definitely design it around this. You know, I think that uh, this kicks off the fourth quarter of the year, in my opinion. This begins the winter season. And I would celebrate the new year with the vernal equinox in March, personally. But um, on our Gregorian calendar, for some reason, we don't really make much of a fuss of December 21st. We instead acknowledge December 25th, which is fine, but it's kind of annoying to me because I don't know. I don't know why the the end of the calendar year is so close to this uh, winter solstice time without actually lining up with it. Um, I find it kind of inconvenient to uh, decide, like, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't know why we have to go to a new year just after this winter solstice, like in the dead of winter. It doesn't really make any sense to me. I'll always complain about that. But I wanted to take some time to acknowledge uh, this day. Um, I wanted to recognize some of the like pagan traditions that we celebrate um, here in the West. Uh, I found a fun little meme here. Uh, This is like, (laughs) I'm not going to call it a war on Christmas, but it's pretty interesting to listen to this. You don't need to believe in Yule the Scandinavian fertility god, to enjoy the tradition of yuletide carols and greetings. You don't need to be a Wiccan to enjoy the tradition of wreaths or decking the halls with holly. You don't need to be a Druid to enjoy the tradition of hoping for a kiss under the mistletoe. You don't need to believe in God, Saturn, to enjoy the tradition of decorating a Saturnalia tree in your home. So I really like how, like, these kind of festive holiday spirit things are very much pagan. It's not like Christianity in the Bible was talking about uh, decking the halls with boughs of holly or kissing under the mistletoe or uh, decorating a tree, bringing uh, an evergreen tree in from outside. (laughs) Evergreen trees don't exist in Mesopotamia or the Levant where the Bible was written, but they do exist very much in Nordic Europe. So it's fun that we have these kind of ritualistic uh, practices brought into this holiday and how it's very much not a Christian holiday. You don't need to believe in Thor, Odin, or St. Nicholas to enjoy the tradition of a visitor bringing gifts at night. Yeah, that has nothing to do with Jesus Christ, for instance. You don't need to believe in Sleipnir, Odin's flying eight-legged horse to enjoy the tradition of listening for the sound of hooves on your rooftop. You don't need to believe in Mithras to enjoy the tradition of celebrating the sun's rebirth on December 25th. 
this was um, this is highlighted really nicely in this kind of conspiratorial documentary zeitgeist which I watched as a young person and it really affected me um, it's pretty cool to imagine how uh, the sun does hang in the sky kind of like uh, not knowing where it's going and how uh, people might have been confused by that um, it hangs there like the 21st right now it's the lowest point and it's just gonna hang here the 22nd the 23rd and the 24th and then on the 25th it rises again so that's kind of the astrological phenomenon that um, Christmas and just this kind of holiday in general is built on. And it obviously predates Christianity and obviously predates the U.S.'s commercialization of that. And you don't need to believe in Jesus Christ to enjoy the tradition of renaming this ancient holiday to Christ's Mass. <laughs> All that you need to do to enjoy these winter festivities is to be merry. So that's a little fun message here from um, the internet and fellow pagan sympathizers like myself. Uh, I think it's nice to recognize the diversity uh, from which our holiday traditions our, are gathered. Uh, we really pick and choose from a wide variety of traditions, and I think that's cool. I definitely don't think it's cultural appropriation <laughs> but um yeah it's cool and i think i don't know to me like my imagination is most uh turned on by the cosmic and astrological elements of the seasons uh i don't like winter i am what's called sometimes a snowbird um i feel like it should be called a sunbird but that's fine I escaped the winter, so I am no longer in Berlin. I am now back in Los Angeles, California, where it has been very sunny in the last couple days. And it's nice. It's nice to not have to wear a coat walking around. It's nice to be able to uh, keep your door open and let in a breeze. And, you know, it's very mild weather and it's lovely. And that's how I want the winters to be because I'm just not a fan of the frigid cold. But I am a fan of the axial tilt of the earth and how there are seasons, simply because it does help represent the passage of time. And I think that's something interesting to acknowledge. I'm here in LA after traveling through New York on my way here, visiting friends, and also picking up COVID. I am now COVID-19 positive with the uh, what is it called? The SARS-2 virus or whatever. I have it. And I want to tell you a little bit about my experience here. Um, I'm fine. I feel basically recovered. I think I've had it now for 10 days, but I started showing symptoms uh, like six days ago mm, or so, maybe seven days ago. And yeah, I'm quarantining, I'm isolating, I'm not hanging out with people, I'm not doing anything. It's, you know, it's fine. It's kind of a drag. I would like to see some people, but uh, it's not the end of the world. And for the first few days, I definitely didn't feel like it. Um, I think my energy level being pretty sapped is the number one uh, symptom I can report. Um, basically, let me just give you a little uh, overview of my last few weeks. 
I was in Berlin ready and planning to leave the country for the winter. And I had this trip scheduled actually through London to meet my buddy Raj, but I canceled that because it was just too much of a hassle to um, go through the rigmarole that the UK was uh, putting in place. So I just went straight to New York, which was already a bit more of a hassle than I would have liked. New York is, you know, it's a lot, you know, people really forget. I mean, my friends there, I just don't know how they do it. They like really put out of mind what a hassle it is to be there and how cold and intense and loud and noisy and difficult everything is in New York. Um, It was still fun because I, you know, my life used to be there. So I have a lot of friends to check in on there. Um, and it was nice, except for that somehow I got COVID. I think it was when I was out in Brooklyn, um, you know, I was hanging out with Caitlin and Jeff and Jeff and I both got it. Caitlin had already just had it. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I felt old for the first time in Brooklyn. You know, I was going to some of my favorite old haunts, uh, some bars and spots that I liked, and I just felt out of place. I felt like I didn't really jive as well with like 21 year olds these days and that's something that I haven't really felt as pointedly before but I felt it this time I'm definitely of a different generation now you know millennials are aging out especially me being a kind of geriatric upper millennial and Gen Z is like taking over and they're the tastemakers of the moment you know like young 20 somethings and it's a little weird like i am like almost this crotchety old man you know like shaking my fist at the clouds like i don't quite understand as you guys know like a lot of this stuff about gender fluidity bullshit you know it's a little insane to me um and just like the de rigueur politics of the day are just a little silly to me so i'm like kind of in touch now with like aging and um feeling passe and then throwing this like covid illness on top of it i feel kind of like taken out of the game as it were i feel like um you know like i've just had to like take a breath and be aware of my health and it's interesting it's interesting i like i find myself staring in the mirror like watching myself change and I'll be honest with you. One of the things that I really think of when I do that is like, why haven't I put myself in front of a camera much in my life? You know, like I don't do YouTube videos. I don't talk to the camera. I don't present. I don't, um, I haven't chased fame or like any attention in this way. And all my like, um, pursuits have been behind the camera or, you know, even like on a piece of paper, like writing and um, photographing and videoing. And these things are very satisfying, but it's interesting to me how valuable it is to study yourself and to make um, some sort of like time capsule of yourself. And it really makes sense to me that like, you know, that women capture their youthful beauty when they can. Um, you know, I find value in watching people, 
you know, like celebrities age before my eyes and to like track that through time. And it has a value to it. I think that there's just something really meaningful to time and the way we can objectify time. And I feel very conscious of that right now as if I'm really entering a new phase in my life, you know, basically like middle age, which is kind of crazy. Um, so I feel conscious of that and it's tripping me out, man. It really does trip me out. Um, but yeah, having COVID is not a big deal. I'm definitely young enough to still feel rather unperturbed by it. Um, I picked it up in Brooklyn. I didn't really feel it coming on until I was actually on the plane ride last Wednesday, coming back to LA. And that sounds really bad. I know. I mean, it's not like I wanted to fly sick, but I really didn't realize that I was sick until I was already sitting on the plane. I was running on adrenaline and a lack of sleep. And I was just attributing my general shitty feeling to like partying too much, sleeping, not enough, being cold, you know, and that's how it was like basically from like the last couple weeks of Berlin onward. You know, I was very conscious to stay healthy in Berlin because I didn't want to get COVID and then like have my plans messed up because I needed a negative test to re-enter USA. That was a new policy um, in light of Omicron, which is, I think, what I do have, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that was a p- instituted policy uh, right when I was about to travel and I was conscious that I could get covid You know, like I'm the kind of guy, as you guys know, to your listeners, who is not running away from it. I'm not hiding from it. I'm just uh, living my life and I do live a somewhat fast paced life. I go out with friends to bars and clubs. I drink. I partake in substances and um, I meet different people and sometimes exchange bodily fluids. So it's not like I'm living this kind of... uh, prudish (laughs) buttoned up life so let's be honest I mean none of us are really surprised that I finally got COVID right after two years of this virus floating around I would think me if anybody would get it you know I drove across country after quarantining with my parents uh last year I've flown uh transcontinentally several times um And I haven't done much to change my lifestyle, but I have generally been conscious of my hygiene, which I think is the number one thing that we all need to be doing always. Um, So really, I don't actually know how I picked this up, um, though I have some ideas. Um, I guess it was just bound to happen. And I think that this virus is getting more contagious, but less powerful, which is good. I think it's really time to accept that this is going to be a common cold kind of thing and that we just have to learn to live with it. Uh, I think that it's too much in the news. There's still too much fear mongering. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of politicking and, you know, skepticism in all directions. And it is what it is. I try and like ignore all that noise. Um, You know, I think it was really good that I was wearing my mask on the flight, that I was coughing into it and into my elbow. Um, I think it's good that when my buddy Matt picked me up from the airport, I had my window down um, and that he's okay. And that people don't pick it up just because you're next to somebody that has it, 
right? There's still the technical uh, details that have to happen. You know, it has to get, there has to be enough viral load that's passed between bodies, uh, you know, through water droplets, you know? So it's not like, um, it's not like when I'm standing in line to get tested, I'm just shedding virus onto everybody around me. That's not really how it's working. But of course, like, I'm exercising caution. I'm, um, I'm distancing when I go out at all, which is very little, but I am trying to like get tested right now and get a negative result because I want to get back to my life and visit my parents for Christmas. So yeah, um, I'm just here to say that like, I have a very sound mind of it. Uh, I think that it's important to approach things like this with rationality. Um, my stance hasn't really changed in any real way now that I have it, but it wasn't fun to have. I mean, it's never fun to be sick. Basically I got home last Tuesday and just slept for like 14 hours, literally, which felt pretty good. Um, I think I was just exhausted from like, you know, celebrating my leaving Berlin, then celebrating being in New York, seeing the people I wanted to see, and then just like crashing and my body telling me that that's enough and the timing worked out pretty well I didn't really have anything slated for this week um so it's kind of cool to be back in my place in Los Angeles where the sun shines you might have just heard me taking a photo of like the light getting very pretty in this afternoon and you know having space having nice weather having a lot of little house projects to attend to you know it's like where I want to be and I'm really fortunate to have that and to not be in my little Berlin apartment or at Raj and Caitlin's place in Brooklyn so all is fine in the world um my symptoms otherwise you know I've had this cough but I always have a cough um it is a productive cough doesn't sound so great uh, doesn't feel so great, but it's, I don't know, I've lived with a cough my whole life, so that's not, that's not really neither here nor there. Um, I did feel this pressure, like, on my lungs, like, around, in my rib cage on the sides of my torso. I felt that pressure for, like, a day or two, um, when I landed, like, the next day, and, like, this weekend, basically, I felt that, um, in my body. So that's, like, the most visible thing that I felt, I didn't really have a fever, not not one to, to really speak of anyways. Some mild chills, but like, again, I've been, been cold this whole time. So like, it's only until now that I'm in LA where I feel fine. But uh, I had chills leading up to all that. So um, when I was talking to like a, a caseworker in LA County about my positive result, like she was asking me about symptoms and when they start. And it's really hard to know because it's hard to know what symptoms are attributable to COVID, right? Um, it's hard. And it's also like hard to know like when I'm not contagious anymore, which is the main thing I do want to know. Because it's like the rule here in California is 10 days after symptoms. But it's a little vague, you know, like I'm not really sure when to measure my symptoms from, I guess most conservatively I would measure them from the day I flew, but I felt kind of bad before that. 
and I definitely had it already because obviously you're not just going to like suddenly exhibit symptoms as soon as you get it. I don't think I got it on the plane, for instance, which circulates the air and stuff inside that fuselage anyway. Um, but yeah, it was a little awkward to be sitting in that crowded plane, um, trying to just sleep and not even being able to. Um, so yeah, I've just been getting rest. It's actually been really fun to like just sleep every night as long as possible. Um, I haven't been drinking for a week now, which is <laughs> a funny accomplishment of sorts, probably for the best to take some time off of drinking. Um, but yeah, it's like, when do I know it's safe to see my family? That's the real question. And I keep getting tested. It's probably not advisable. I know that there's like a high demand on testing, so I'm not advocating to abuse that system, but testing is all we got in a way, right? But apparently I can test positive for weeks and even months after recovering. So that sucks. Not very helpful. Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to handle that and when I can like see people and in what capacity I should see people and all that kind of stuff. So like, I don't know, it's really annoying to deal with that aspect of it. Um, but I would say in general, like, I don't really mind having COVID. Um, it's chill. Uh, being in isolation is no big deal. It's kind of nice. Um, I do want to make sure I don't spread it around to people that are vulnerable. But at the same time, I think we just, again, have to accept that people are going to get COVID. Uh, I did not have a booster. I probably should have gotten one in Berlin. Um, I just figured it would be easier to wait until I got back here. So I just missed the boat there. Um, obviously, the damage has been done now. Um, but I'll get it eventually. I just, now I'll have a bunch of antibodies from being recovered, so I don't feel a strong need to get the booster at this point. But I'm not against the booster. I guess I am still, like, somewhat skeptical of this, like, seasonal jab that we're all meant to be getting these days. Uh, it seems a little extreme and not really cool and fun, um, coupled along with all this masking mandate stuff that continues, which I find more particularly disturbing. I'd rather get the shot than wear a mask all the time. Um, personally, just cause I find masks so annoying, but, um, I'm not sure, you know, I'm pretty agnostic. And I do accept that the shots work and that it's probably fine. You know, I am in that camp of like not really caring to be honest. Um, yeah, I kind of, if I, if I, if a booster shot would have prevented me getting COVID, I would have preferred the booster. So take that for what that's worth. Um, but yeah, it's not so bad to have COVID. It's not embarrassing to have COVID, you know, it's not as embarrassing as getting like a sexually transmitted infection. Um, though I kind of feel like they're kind of comparable, um, I wasn't living the safest, but uh, I wasn't being reckless either. So it can come for anybody, you know. Um, I'm like trying to consult my parents now on best practices in terms of lifestyle and travel choices and stuff like that. Um, it's hard to know, though, you know, I mean, what I don't like when I'm researching this topic on the Internet, it's like the CDC and whatever other like 
health uh, websites I find, they're all very general uh, advices, you know? Like, it's all, like, taking the averages, you know? Like, a 10-day quarantine, like, there's some... There's some numbers out there, like maybe people recover within seven or eight days, you know, and that's what I'm hoping for for myself. Um, sometimes it goes up to like 21 days and beyond. And there's just no way, like, how do you create a social policy with that? You know, I wish it was more clear, like the day you start showing active symptoms and feeling shitty, subtract two days and that's how long you've been contagious. And then the day you feel better, add two more days, and that's the day you're not contagious. Like, that would be cool if there was, like, some sort of math like that. Um, but it's hard to find that sort of thing. So I'm trying to figure out exactly when it's safe for me to, like, you know, hug people. And it's hard to find that information. It's just, like, quarantine for 10 days. Okay, well, then what? After I quarantine, is it, like, I can go partying again? You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot about that out there. And I kind of wish there was, because that's what I really want to know, you know? And even when I don't have COVID and someone I know has it, I want to know how I how close I can be with them uh, on a timeline. And that's not really out there for some reason. So, yeah. It's a COVID kind of Christmas, you could say, uh, a winter solstice anyway. Um, kind of a funny time. Uh, you know, my family and I have always taken some pretty exciting bucket list kind of vacations for the holidays. That's been our way of celebrating the holiday. And we're not doing that now for the first time. Um, even last year, we drove around Southern California to Death Valley and the Mojave Desert and Palm Springs, and it was really a nice way to see the state, um, get some good landscape photos done. And even that was a compromise from what we really wanted to do. And I think now it's like really clear that the era of just free, uninhibited travel is over, at least for now. A certain era is over. And now it's like, I actually welcome a sort of low-key, nondescript holiday where I just drive back to my family's place in my hometown. You know, like, that sounds fine to me. And <laughs> maybe that's also because I feel older. Um, I'm not sure. But I think it's okay to be chilled out and keep it low-key. I feel like now's the time for that sort of thing. And I'm fine with it. I think it makes sense. I kind of welcome this kind of slower pace. And I think for me, especially I'm saying it because I really do value the balance and I have enough fast pace in my life, you know, like it's been a big year really. So it's not like I need to like do a bunch more shit right now in order to feel whole. I feel fine. I feel like worn out, frankly. So it's nice to like just relax at my parents' place with our dog. You know, like, to me, that sounds ideal. So that's where I'm at. And then next year, we'll bring a whole new series of adventures, you know? I kind of, I don't know, I guess I, maybe I do like winter. Maybe I do like 
the quarter of the year where you're meant to just, you know, relax and get cozy and practice that uh, hoiga lifestyle and, you know, crawl in by the fire and snuggle with a loved one and just like slow down and go to sleep earlier and watch series and stuff like that. Like, it sounds good. I just don't want to be freezing as I do it. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to have to like take the subway, you know, through all that, you know, like I think if you can build a life that is like simple and easy through this kind of period of the year, it's all good. And for me, that means that includes mild weather, which is why I like to do that in California. But so long as like, if I was in Berlin, so long as it was like, nice, you know, so long as I had an apartment that I enjoyed spending time in and close friends or loved ones that I could like pass the time with, then it would be fine. You know, I, I actually think it makes a lot of sense to have this kind of rhythm in our lives. And I'm just thinking about it to myself because I've gone on record with some in some conversations I've had with friends that I don't really like seasons. Like I like LA because it's just like, there's no, there's not seasons. It's always kind of just mild weather. Um, it's not tropical. It's not like there's a rainy season and a dry season. And there's definitely not like the foliage falling for autumn and then like all the flowers blooming for spring. I mean, it's kind of like that, but not really, you know, nothing like on the East coast or in most of Europe. But I will say I do appreciate life cycles and rhythm, biological rhythms. That's what I like. So I feel like personally, just right now, not even personally, I think it's universal. I think it makes sense that all of us kind of have a sense of just slowing down and just, you know, drinking hot beverages and, um, you know, not trying to like socialize a bunch and go to all the parties and date all the people and all this like living super fast. Like it's just not the time for that. You know, it just doesn't feel appropriate when, you know, it gets dark at fucking five o'clock, you know, four o'clock even. Um, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make sense to try and force that to me. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm showing some of my own age or maturity I'm so mature saying this kind of stuff over here. Um, I don't know. Maybe I've felt this for a while now. I, I'm not even really <laughs> sure if what I'm saying is new even to me. I think it's probably obvious to you, dear listener. And I think it's probably even been apparent to me all the time. I don't know. Maybe just now feeling reflective, podcasting about it, and still feeling like in recovery mode from this dumb virus it just puts me in that kind of reflective state of life's rhythms and time passing so that's it that's all i'm gonna say um i recorded another one of these where i was getting a little more like um soapboxy or ranty about covid stuff but to be honest i don't really have strong feelings about it about it right now like i think the COVID vaccine passport stuff is annoying and disturbing a bit, but I think the world is figuring it out enough. I don't think that there's this huge, vast conspiracy to like screw over 
the common person or the middle class. I think some of that is incidental, um, you know, but that does remain my biggest uh, pet peeve about this whole thing is like all the shuttering small businesses and the transfer of wealth to all the big box stores and stuff. Like, I think that's the biggest uh, tragedy that we're experiencing right now. Um, But I think it's great how like overall people have been checking in more with themselves, balancing their lives better with work, you know, working more from home, slowing down on deadlines. And like, you know, I'm noticing some of that stuff, like in my friend groups, like there's just more of a priority now on like holistic living and checking in with yourself and your body and being aware of your mental health as well as your physical health. Like all that stuff is pretty good. So I think it's kind of, I don't want to call it a net positive because there's been a lot of depression and suicides going up, especially with young people. And, um, you know, obviously people losing their work and feeling more financially in dire straits than ever. Like there's all this kind of bad shit, obviously. Um, so that sucks, but I, I do find a lot of this silver lining in my milieu for people that are privileged enough to, uh, to see that and to check in on themselves and balance their lives appropriately. I think it's good. Uh, not to oversell it. COVID sucks. Um, having COVID is also lame, but it's not as bad as people say. Maybe it's like getting better. Let's say, um, it's definitely better now to, it's better to catch COVID now than it was a year ago. And it will be better still in the future as it gets weaker and weaker, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm still going to advocate for opening businesses for socializing for getting drinks going to restaurants for taking off masks for kids not to wear masks at schools especially if they're all vaccinated i i think that it's still important that we stay diligent on making sure we don't go crazy with our you know our social rules you know there's etiquette which is cool to wear masks in front of each other and to cover our faces when we cough and all this is really good but to like demand it and to like, you know, to have like a social imposition of your like reputation or something based on how you treat your body and stuff is a little insane. So I hope we can calm down on that. Tis the season, in my opinion, to do that, to have sympathy with each other and to, you know, appreciate that we're all coming at this from slightly different perspectives, but that none of us are trying to undermine society and screw over people. Um, I think a lot of that is through, uh, not malice, but ignorance or foolishness and that we can have sympathy for foolish, ignorant people. Um, yeah, maybe there is some malice, so it's fine to stay on guard for that. But overall, I think we're all kind of in this together and it's going to be fine. (laughs) <laughs> that's where I, that's how I'm feeling. Um, I definitely feel like that about myself. I think I'll be fine. Uh, and I'm, I'm wishing the best for everyone around me and to you and yours. So I'll leave it there. A little short one here for the holiday. Um, yeah, happy to check in with you guys and, uh, I hope you're doing well until next time. Ciao.